Tonight on Rogue Padron, Huts and not the good pizza kind, the return of Saxy, Saxy, <laughs> the return of Sassy Terex, Prison Break, The Race, Terex is conniving beautiful Shade Master, and Murderbot. I resent the implication that these are not good huts. I mean, they're not pizza huts. We can only say that much. Right. Yeah. They're not the good pizza kind. I don't know. Gracchus looks kind of melty in some of these panels. <laughs> oh, Danny. <laughs> they even talk about how they, how they taste. Why are you like this? <laughs> no, this is literally in the comic we're going to talk about. I mean, he's not wrong. They do talk about that. Let's I know. They do. <laughs> Tonight on Rogue Padre, we talk about the consistency of hut meat. Oh. Stay tuned. This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 3, standing by. <laughs> Did you miss Rogue, Rogue Pod is back. Oh, okay. Wow. We're on brand. We can at least say that. <laughs> Hello, listeners, and welcome to the kickoff episode of Rogue Podron Season 4. Woo! Today will be a special one focusing on the Poe Dameron comics, issues 4 through 6. It's been a little while, so let's have a refresher on your hosts. We have Heath, Rogue 3, who spent his summer hiding from the NYC heat and reading an outstanding number of books. Yes, that is exactly what I did. <laughs> I know. You tweet about it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> then there's Danny, Rogue 6, who denied coffee to caffeine-deprived campers all summer. The, the These are just factually correct introductions so far. <laughs> they are. I'm saving all the goofy ones for later. We have Seth, Rogue 7, who kept... Busy by pumping out some awesome short stories and thoughtful blogs. Aw. This Aww. is too nice. Wasn't it <laughs> wasn't it technically winter for Saf? No. Yeah. The summer. Oh. Okay. We're in oh. America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're in America, Saf. Come on. Summer <laughs> in my soul. And I'm Meg, a rogue leader, and I spent the summer building a dream house in sports anime hell. <laughs> <laughs> Also factually accurate. <laughs> well, speaking of being factually accurate, it is a fact that like a month ago, another Rogue One trailer came out. Did, did we watch it? Sorry, yeah, what's Rogue One? <laughs> Do we need oh. a refresher on what Rogue One is? <laughs> there were X-Wings in it, though. Yeah, there were X-Wings, X-wings in it. Actually Finally. We're not going to dissect it scene by scene. You can check out Far, Far Away Radio for that um, very insightful conversation that they had. Uh, but what were your thoughts? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready I, I liked it a lot. Yes. It kind of made me take that jump from like, yeah, I'll watch this movie, but I'm not sure how I feel about it, to I want to watch this movie. It made me more excited for Jarrett. Everyone's so brown. I'm really okay. excited. Yeah. Why did it make you more excited for Chirrut? 
because we got to see some more of him being cool. I think. Okay, for it's whatever reason, I'm having a really hard time keeping track of the new characters' names. Which one is he? Donnie. The blind one. That one. The blind one. He's the one that says okay. the thing about having faith in the Force. Yeah, I like that line. Yeah, I dig that. Because I also have faith in the Force. Who doesn't? That's like the new Force line. Yeah, it's really good. And I am a little surprised the more we're learning about it, how much like this belief in the Force seems to be playing in this movie, given that it was... It's been marketed from, like, the very beginning as, like, oh, no Jedi this time. Like, what are people going to do without the Force? And, like, well, the people on Jeddah might not be Force users, per se. It still plays a very large role <laughs> in their life, um, which was a little surprising to me. But it might just be their way to sort of, like, tie the universe together, which also makes sense. It's a really cool way of, yeah, showing the impact of the Force in that universe without the Jedi, because otherwise... Like, if you take out the Jedi, and then you just take out the Force completely, it's sort of like, that's a big part of Star Wars. Just the Force in general, not particularly the Jedi. And it's mm-hmm. cool to see how it has reverberations. I've never said that word out loud before. Well done. Um, <laughs> across the universe and the galaxy, and how it can affect the people still. I like that. I like that they are showing that people who don't necessarily have the Force can still believe in it and benefit from it. Right. Um, with- Go ahead, Meg. Oh, well, like with Yoda, you know, Yoda's big speech to Luke on Dagobah about how, you know, the force binds us. And it's all these things that aren't necessarily force users, right? Trees and rocks and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So to see it in galaxy, but not like being used is really important because it solidifies the whole idea behind the force. Yeah, and it's kind of an an interesting connective tissue between the sequel trilogy, too, because there is little hints of, I guess this was in the visual dictionary, but Lor Santeca being part of this Church of the Force, which are non-Force users that are sensitive to the Force. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think just like this whole mythology of the Force is going to be a big theme going forward in the sequel trilogy, and so it's cool that they're kind of using Rogue One to inform that maybe a little bit, too, that there will be connection between this. Cool. Any other Rogue One thoughts? X-Wings! Woo! X-Wings. That one shot of the X-Wings going through that canyon or whatever. It's a good it's just shot. Like, uh, oh, so mm. good. So mm-hmm. good. I can't wait until they start selling those little the little titanium X-Wings <laughs> for Rogue One so I can just buy more X-Wings. I was going to buy a million of them and just like make it rain X-Wings. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> I hope that shot is part of an extended sequence with lots right. of X-Wings flying. No, it's just that. That's the holy X-Wing. Right, it's just that one shot. And they're like, we better put this in the trailer so people... It's just to trick us. <laughs> yeah. So rude. Well, speaking of X-Wings, let's talk about Poe. Woo! So tonight is sort of the comic spectacular episode of Rogue Podron. We have three issues of the Poe comic to discuss. Essentially the whole prison break arc. Um... So let's get right to it. When we last left with issue three, um, we got the reveal of the dragon monster thing that was in the egg, which disappointed us all that it wasn't either Reg or Snoke. Or, or more eggs. More eggs. Of glistening M-trays. <laughs> yeah. glistening M-trays. It could have been many, many more things. But that, yeah. it was a dragon monster thing. Um, 
And we ended with posting Black Squadron was heading to prison, still hot on the trail of Lor San Tekka. So we start issue four with a hut, a very buff hut. Did I write that in the show notes? I wrote that. <laughs> I, was gonna, I wrote these show notes a while ago, and I was like, oh, like, did, I don't... Did Meg is, write this in the show notes? I may, so I may I have written thinking, that. The thing is that he's was... not buff anymore. Like, he's not buff So anymore, this but he is was Gracchus buff. the Hutt, who was in the Star Wars comic recently, which is 30 years yeah, before he... the Poe comic, and he was, oh, was very he? buff. I'm so far behind on that comic that I didn't even... Yeah. Pick up on that. So here's the yeah. quick and dirty on that. Basically, Luke Skywalker um, bumped into him, and he is a collector of Jedi artifacts, and so it, that's why it kind of makes sense that he's connected to Lor Santek. Uh, um, okay, okay. And he had Luke Skywalker fight in an arena as the last Jedi, and Luke Skywalker died. It was very surprising. Um, oh, yeah, I was. I'm just shocked. yeah, yeah, shocking. So um, <laughs> the Luke Skywalker at the end of Episode Seven is probably an imposter based on this comic. Um, the slightly taller Luke. Yeah, slightly taller. The beard. Oh, I love that whole <laughs> weird fan theory about slightly taller Luke. It's just like it's just like the literal weirdest Star Wars related thing I've ever seen in my life. I love it so much. I love just making references to it all the time. It's my favorite thing. It's I'm going so to do good. that now. Oh my god! This is like a tangent of a tangent of a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> the point yeah, is then, that Grack is the Hut in the Star Wars comic is super buff, and I thought that was super cool because we're so used to Huts just being like yeah. not, and and he's got right. he's he's ripped, and and it, it appears <laughs> that in this version Gracchus has let himself go in the last thirty years since he's been put in prison, oh. which is unfortunate. Yeah, that's why I remembered him is because he had big biceps and also a six pack. Yeah, like, like, do Huts have stomach muscles ew. like that? Gracchus the Hut does. <laughs> See, I what was is... disappointed because there are like no hella ripped characters in Star Wars. Right. Meg, like, shut up the Star Wars comic. I finally made one and there was a hut. And then it was like, nah, not anymore. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Why? You lost it. Make someone buff. What is the lifespan of a hut? They live what? a long time, they live hundreds of years. Yeah, because Jabba's around in Phantom Menace already seemingly in charge of things and then it's still around at the end of return of the jedi beginning of return of the jedi they live a long time yeah okay also fun fact huts are hermaphrodites and no that's not canon anymore that's not a thing yeah i think pablo said it at some point somebody asked him and he was like no that's not oh my god this is why i love huts because they like defy the gender binary and they're like the opposite. They like they get in and legends apparently they'll get like in their culture the other huts will like gang up on huts that choose to identify as one gender or the other because they think it's a betrayal to their hermaphrodite biology. And that's cool. Yeah, I know, right? Anyway, so anyway, <laughs> it's cool, but it's a legend. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. Poe comic. <laughs> so that's a really long-winded way of saying we start with a hut in issue four. <laughs> Um, and Poe is hanging upside down, seemingly a prisoner of this hut. And then we go to a flashback to Dakar after the whole egg situation. Um, Black Squadron is celebrating their victory, and Poe and Lulo have this nice little chat about how Lulo broke protocol by firing on the First Order. Lulo says he doesn't regret it because he knows the war is coming, and every tie he shoots down is one less tie they'll have to worry about later. And Poe says... 
If we give them a reason to attack us before we're ready, it won't be one-on-one. It'll be a hundred to one. A thousand. Which is, like, I thought was pretty telling about how, like, they know that the First Order is this kind of beast that they're going to need to fight eventually, and it's going to be a scary time. And then we get some snap, and I forget how to say her name. How do you pronounce her name? Kare? Kare? Is it, is it Kare? Kare? Yeah, Kare? I assume because it has a little accent. The accent. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Um, I, I always read it as Kare. And they had been kind of flirting a little during their little battle back in issue three, but now Snap's really shy all of a sudden after basically professing his love for her. Um, and now he says, I'm more of a man of action. Then Kari says, me too. And our minds are left to fill in the rest. And God bless this comic for having trashy romance for us. Right. I'm very happy about it. They knew. They knew. They they knew. This whole page is clearly being accompanied by saxophone music. Yes. 100%. Absolutely. Like, even with the super cheesy, like, hand on each other's cheeks. Oh, yeah. Yes. Face touching. Oh, my gosh. Face touching. So good. And then Jess Pava and Adi are chatting about improvements to the X-Wings. Adi says he wishes he had been there for the fight, which I just like feel so bad for him. He wants to be helping so much more than he is. Um, and I also definitely ship Jess and Adi after seeing this happen. So but that cute. might just be me. No, I can, I can feel that. Very cute. Then we have a quick little moment with Poe and BB-8. BB-8's trying to figure out who put the tracking device on Poe's ship, and Poe says it couldn't have been anyone in Black Squadron because he trusts them all too much, which I thought was nice. Who do you think did it? What are your theories as of right now? Yeah, who's the spy? (laughs) (laughs) Probably BB-8. Yeah, It was probably BB-8. 100% BB-8. It's always the droid, right? Yeah, Yeah, like I'm trained. Always the droid. Uh. Oh... Uh, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> At least BB-8 can't wink. He can, can it, though? He can, though, probably. He has that he one has big eye. Why is it a little eye? He can give you a thumbs up, which really is kind of creepy as well. <laughs> yeah. No, it, the thumbs up is really cute. Sure. Cute. Somewhat threatening, but cute. Thumbs up is cute. Can he wink? Let's ask Pablo. Yeah, it has, it has <laughs> an eye, like, optical thing. Yeah, he could probably wink it. I bet it could wink. Like, what? we don't know that he doesn't have, like, a little screen that comes down to cover it. Right, we just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, they're but saving that for episode eight. Got, like, it'll, it'll be a, an episode eight. <laughs> no, you, you know they might reveal something like that in episode eight, after how well the thumbs up was received. Yeah, like, you've got to have some, like, human... They're going like, to find some other... He'll give the middle finger in episode thing. eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll, just, it'll look ex- just like a thumbs up. It'll be the exact same thing, except he'll do it to Kylo, and we'll know exactly what it means. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so our options for spy are Adi, Jess, Lulo, Snap, and... Kai. No, it's not anyone in Black Squadron. It can't be. Poe is sure. Because Poe is sure of it, and I believe Poe. Okay, so oh. who does that leave? Leia. Probably oh. Good point. Yes. That makes a lot more sense than yeah, a random one off character from the comic. <laughs> I mean, probably I that makes it's not Snap. Well, yeah, I don't think it can be Snap or Jess because they're still around in the movie. They're still around, yeah. Yeah. Don't L- do this to Kare. Lulo's been like family friend for years, right? So that yeah. leaves either the person of color or the alien. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. It Typical. can't be Kare because 
Like, she came into the resistance with Poe. Yeah, that's true. She was Do in, you think Adi is like, just super resentful that he's not being included? Maybe. Oh, maybe. And he's the one that does all the work on the X-Wings. Oh, no. Oh, no! Why they can conversations with her is so they can be like, look, he's dead. He's not being included. No, I don't like that. Oh, no, Adi. I, I just want them to bring in the random character that we I know. Or and better. be like, this is the bad guy. It better be. Okay. So we're going to say it was Leia and we'll move along. No, I, I'm not comfortable <laughs> with that. <laughs> so, sounds like the consensus is that it was Leia. <laughs> that's, what I'm, Leia. that's what I'm hearing. I, I'm... I'm mm. <laughs> so then we flash to Megalox Beta, which is a really nasty prison which is where the egg people told Poe that Laura Santeca was heading next. Um, it's a super shady prison where basically everything just goes to the highest bidder because of money. Um, there are no physical walls. Gravity on the planet is so high that if anyone leaves the grav field dome of the prison, they'll be crushed. Um, so they don't have any staff or guards. The prisoners have set up their own little society, which is just lovely and kind of terrifying. I thought that was cool. Michael's critic. Yeah, I love the whole gravity situation. Yeah, that was a it's clever. Spot. Like, yeah. it's kind of brilliant to put a to put a prison on a planet like that, where like, if you try You'll to die. escape, you will die. You like have to stay in here. So Poe and Black Squadron get transported down to the prison by some staff. Um, the Resistance paid for the squadron to be escorted down to the prison, but when they get there, some turns out someone else paid even more money to ensure that the squadron would just be dropped off, left, and abandoned. Mm. Who could it be who paid more money than the Resistance? Gee, I wonder. Wait, can we talk about the Warden first? Yeah. Yes! Saf, do you have a crush on the Warden? I do have a crush on the Warden. I love her. (laughs) 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 Yep. The Warden is a twi-like, FYI. I mean, that too, but also, like, I just love her role in this. She... She stands by her morals, and her morals are that she wants a lot of money. <laughs> Good morals. <laughs> you do have a type, don't you? I really... I mean, yeah. I have the questionable type. I think the best part about reading comics with Saf is that she doesn't have to ask, are they hot? No. She, <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad. You just get to know. Sometimes I do. If they have a helmet, like um, uh, yeah. in, in the Lando comics, for ages I was like, are they hot? Is that a lady? <laughs> yes. And then she took off her helmet. She was a hot lady. I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> if yes when to both. Out, hot lady. It is the optimal. optimal. Still not convinced that Boba Fett is not a hot lady. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't taken his helmet off. So how can I know her? Right. Anything could have happened in those years. Yeah. We don't know. We do hear his voice. We it's a modulated. A modulated voice. Oh, we've got some Boba I mean, truthers this is over right here. Up, well, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, this is how my theory that Darth Vader is actually Natalie Portman is able to hold. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that theory. <laughs> Do you want to elaborate on that theory, Danny? Aren't there two Darth Vaders? Yeah, there's, there's two Darth Vaders, because they, they kind of swap in and out, and they're living out there happily ever after, as oh. Natalie Portman and, and Anakin Skywalker... Okay, as Natalie Portman or as Padme? Because I 
<laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of no, like how Anakin changed, Anakin changed his name to Darth Vader when he went in the suit. Padme, Padme changed, changed her name her to Natalie Portman, Portman. when she <laughs> went in the suit. <laughs> but we literally watched Padme die. Did we? Yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> That's what they want you to think. Oh, my God. Did you actually anyway. see her heart stop beating or did you just see a machine tell you? Y'all have been listening eating. to Donald Trump too much. No. With his little health theories. I can't. <laughs> no. Please do not compare. Was it, was it really her? To that. <laughs> Why do we what? have a whale sound happening? What was that? <laughs> I just really felt the need to change the subject. Okay. <laughs> Okay, let's keep going. So, yes, I love I love Lucia. Back let's to continue. the comic. Um, so they're at the prison because that's where Gracchus the Hut is. Um, we don't. Do we know why? I, if we know why, I missed it completely. Is he just? He, I'm assuming he, he was just arrested at some point in time. He's a. I mean, he probably broke a lot of laws. We don't know exactly why he's there. That did that yeah. didn't happen in a comic I'm behind on. No, I don't think so. No. Okay. Um, so the doors open, Poe and the squad have to get away from the prisoners who are waiting there for them, um, to get to the, and then the gate to Gracchus's hut, Gracchus's hut, Gracchus the hut's palace place open. (laughs) What is (laughs) it? Is it his hut or his palace, Heath? I don't know. It's both. (laughs) (laughs) And then Black Squadron goes inside. So we are now caught up to where we saw at the very beginning of the comic, Poe is with Gracchus, and Gracchus says Poe can come inside, but the rest of the squadron has to stay behind, and inside we find Agent Terex. Oh my god, did not see that coming. Surprise. I actually didn't. I was very surprised. Uh, Yeah, I didn't think he would be there. Yeah, yeah. I I assumed he would come back into the comic at some point, and when there was like, oh, someone paid more money, I was like, hmm, probably them, but I wasn't expecting him to actually be there there either um so it turns out the first order did know about where laura santeca supposedly went next which was a big surprise because when poe left the egg planet he thought he had information that the first order did not and Terex was able to beat poe there somehow so gracchus makes this deal with poe and Terex, whichever of them can break him out of prison first We'll be told where Laura Santeca went next. So we have a race. Okay, but can we talk about what Gracchus the ahead. Hut is doing when he makes this deal with them? Yeah, what is he's he taking doing? a bath. He's oh. taking a bath in Orange Fanta. <laughs> Wouldn't you want that? Wanna Fanta? Don't you wanna wanna Fanta? I really don't. No, I like the pineapple. Not, I would have, but not now. I definitely <laughs> don't want one now. <laughs> not after this no <laughs> also i just i am in love with the last two panels of this issue where poe is like right up next to gracchus and he's like you know you just made this really complicated right and gracchus says i do and poe says yeah just making sure and <laughs> just the way they're having that conversation like even though it's this nasty disgusting hut who's currently taking a bath in literal slime like poe is still just like totally charming and yep. just like having this really like um, normal conversation with I don't know it's it's adorable. I just it's, can't. It's very Poe. Oh. 
Very genuine. Oh. That's the word I was looking for. What in the world would ever ruffle Poe's feathers? Finn. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but... Insert saxophone music here. In a, in a here. good way. <laughs> I mean, Leia being the spy probably would too. Yeah, I think that would incense him a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see that eventually. That was a reference to how we all agreed that Leia is the spy. <laughs> yes, all of that. <laughs> We just don't want to fight you anymore. <laughs> we'll I let won. you have this one. Good, good. Since m wasn't the spy, I need this <laughs> That's one. That's your population prize. <clears throat> All right, so that brings us to issue five. Um, Black Squadron sees that Terex is leaving Gracchus's palace, and Poe also exits and explains the situation to them because they weren't allowed inside. And he says, it's a race, and Terex is already way ahead of us. So Poe calls up his good old buddy, BB-8, and tells him to initiate Operation Upside. And we see BB-8 start waking up other droids. At this point, obviously we all know now like what it was. What did you think Operation Upside was? Did you have any guesses? I, I don't know, no but I really liked the positive name. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Like, it didn't sound nefarious or intense. It was... No, it's like Operation, Operation upside. upside. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um, I love the purple astromech. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just a quality aesthetic right there. <laughs> I love meeting new droids. Like, I know a lot of them are just basically repainted R2-D2s, but <laughs> it's nice to, that's like, true. see a new color scheme or something every once in a while. Also, again, just looking at these panels and imagining them as puppies. Oh, yeah. Makes this comic excellent. Oh, They're like, yeah, guys, let's let's go do our mission. Let's do it. BB-8 is such a puppy. Project, Project Upside, we got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Aww. The dog Aww. that's staying with us right now literally looked up at me when I started doing this. <laughs> I love dogs. So cute. Um, so then we cut to Terex, who's chatting with a group of other prisoners who seem to be quite power-hungry, and they want to see Gracchus taken down, because obviously Gracchus is a hut and found a way to, like, grab power in this society that has been set up at the prison, so these other prisoners want to take him out. Um, so Terex's plan isn't to break Gracchus out, but to kill all of Gracchus's people, then kill Poe and Black Squadron, and then force the info out of Gracchus, which is super dramatic. Jeez, and just like Terex. Just like Terex. <sighs> Shouldn't be surprised, but no. surprised. Yeah. So another fun Easter egg on these pages is that a character from Saf's favorite comic is in here. Cool. Yes. Wait. And what comic? The, uh, the guy called Papa Torin. He's like the bad guy with the two little blue fairies hovering around yeah. his head is from the Lando comic. He oh. is? What? Yeah. He's from the first oh issue God, of the Lando is. comic. That's right. I totally forgot about that. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Which was also written by Charles Soule. Yeah, that explains it. Yeah. Danny, I'm glad you pay attention to all these comics and can fill us in with this information. Well, cuz I just didn't pick like up on that. 6 months ago, I'm all caught up on. Yeah, I, same. I, well, I mean like I read the whole Trade Lando series. Didn't even remember that at all. I was I was so distracted by the gay cat aliens that I forgot everything else. That's fair. And <laughs> also Chinathcha because she's cool. There's a lot of good stuff in that Lando comic. 
was yeah, so the, good. that Lando we comic should, was good. We should do Lando Padron next. Oh my god! The ending, yes. the ending was really sad. Oh my god! Yeah. Anyway, drama. Just Charles Soule write all the Star Wars comics, okay? Great, thanks. Please and thank you. Is he writing this one? Who's writing this one? Yes, he's, he's That's writing him. this one. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> so then when we cut back to the droids who are bleeping and whirring their way around the main ship orbiting the planet, and then they attach themselves to the ceiling. Ha ha ha. Operation Upside, maybe. Then they become murder droids and fall onto the guards. Mm. Looks like, And it looks like some of the droids have knives or something. As Who the gave those droids hats. knives? I already yep. had them. <laughs> yeah, that blue one is just like a Swiss Army utility yeah. tool. <laughs> it's like seven different blades <laughs> that pop out. Yeah, it's just it's just they have knives. <laughs> <laughs> and then speaking of the BB-8 lighter thumbs up, we get a good one here at this moment in the comic. Oh, yeah, it's good. I like Back the down idea at- that there's like literally everything you can imagine is inside of some of these droids. <laughs> right yeah like there for any like task you can ever come up with facilities. yeah yeah like <laughs> i really need a, i really need a burger and the droid's just like oh i have one of those your right, droid is essentially just cook it up in my microwave oven real quick <laughs> so good so back down at the prison black squadron is kind of just killing time because they have no weapons no transportation and they're just relying on whatever it is the droids are up to um so for their mission to succeed, it seems like they need Operation Upside, whatever ends up being, to succeed. And then comes the mob. Tons of prisoners start storming Gracchus's place and pwn the squadron, get ready to help defend the gates. They do need Gracchus alive, after all. And the prison staff decide to just not intervene. They're just going to like let this work itself out. But then they hear that there's an alert coming from Deck 12, which is where... BB-8 and the other droids are hacking into a giant wall, which frees a giant murder bot. This droid is terrifying. It's basically Droid Godzilla. Yep. Droid Killzilla. Yeah. <laughs> really scary. Um, meanwhile, Poe and the squadron are fighting off prisoners attempting to storm Gracchus's fortress. When they see that Gracchus heads deep inside of the fortress and shuts off all of the entrances behind him. So he's kind of just like... I'm also going to let this work itself out. Whoever's still alive is going to get me out of here, and I'm not going to worry about who it ends up being. Back up to the giant murder bot, which destroys one of the droids BB-8 had been working with. Sad times. Which droid was it? I actually don't have the comic open in front of me. I just have the uh, show notes. It's in the show notes later, you say at the end. It, oh, isn't okay. it Jess's? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah it was. was it the purple one you talked about, Danny? No, I think it was the blue one, the utility knife. Oh. Yeah, I think it was the blue one. Sad. So there's a droid casualty, and then we see that the murder bot begins to approach BB-8, which made me feel with anxiety and terror. But then BB-8, like a true badass, just flashes his little thumbs up. <laughs> and the giant murder bot also lights up one of his arms, too. So I think maybe they'll be friends now. Yay, friends. How does that even happen? <laughs> I don't know, but it was Who kind knew? of awesome. Who knew thumbs up could like That's save some, the like, world? Secret droid signal apparently for like let's be friends. Yeah, don't kill me and kill other people. Right. This is so Star Wars to take like a little one-off joke from the movie and give it a whole backstory. Yep. Right. 
So that brings us to issue six, which is the last issue of this story arc. And when this issue opens, giant murder bot is now chasing BB-8 and kind of laughing psychotically, which is a, a very different place from where we ended the last issue. And I was kind of <laughs> confused about it. They're not friends? <laughs> the last issue ended with them like giving each other the thumbs up, and then we open this issue and BB-8 is being chased. I guess it was one of those things where, like you're like friends and the other person is like... Nah. Flamethrower. <laughs> Super not for I mean, it's a droid, so it doesn't <laughs> understand human mannerisms, right? So maybe he saw sure. the, the little flame popping out of BB-8 as a threat. What if maybe. he thought there was, he was flipping him off? Yeah, exactly. Why did, why did he do it back? <laughs> did it back? I don't know. He thought they were going to fight? I don't know. I was very confused. Anyway, back down on the surface of the prison, Poe is telling his hashtag squad to fall back. Because it looks like the fight is not going so well. Cut back to BB-8, who fires some sort of device that locks onto the giant murder bot's head. So BB-8, is he's got the situation under control, it seems. And then we go to Terex, who's chatting with, some, with those dudes he cut a deal with, saying they need to deliver Poe alive to him. Then they start wondering what Hut tastes like, which is gross. Why? This also confused me because in the previous issue, Tarek said he was going to kill Poe, but now he's saying bring Poe to me alive. I think he wants to kill Poe himself. Okay. It's like a that, personal yeah. thing. That makes sense. I mean, that's what I usually mean when I tell someone to like bring me someone. Right. I'm just telling them out off a of hand. Do you do that often, Meg? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Quite. Let's talk about what hut tastes like. <laughs> So, Why? So Tarek <laughs> says, what do you suppose roasted hut tastes like? And then one of the little blue fairies says, delicious, like shock, but richer. And the other blue fairy says, they're better shock. fried. So I guess they know. Hmm. Okay. But it sounds like Gracchus would have tasted much better years ago when he had some more meat on him. Oh. <laughs> I don't like any part of this conversation. I mean, it, it depends if you like your hut muscly or fatty, you know. Different, different. Do The best pizza pieces of meat are like lightly marbled. No, I, I like where you're going with the best pizza, Meg. Go, go that way. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think it tastes kind of like eel? Ooh, I like eel. Oh, if, if I were trying yeah. to think it of an earth eel, comparison actually. to a hut, it's like alligator almost. No, alligator's too muscly. Like. <laughs> Like a hut, like a stereotypical non-buff hut, it probably is a lot more like eel because yeah. it's not necessarily like fatty, but it's still that super soft like consistency. Mm. I'm trying to think of a creature on Earth that resembles huts, but all I can come up with is a s- pile of mashed potatoes. Which, <laughs> which <laughs> is mean, not like a pile really of a potatoes. living creature. So. No. Mashed hut. Mm. But also, next time I have mashed potatoes, I'm totally going to sculpt it into a hut. Oh, oh Danny, don't do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Cause then I'm never gonna want to eat mashed potatoes again. And I really <laughs> like mashed potatoes. <laughs> anyway, that's what hut tastes like, I guess. Probably eel. <laughs> <laughs> probably probably eel, maybe mashed potatoes. <laughs> then we see that Snap is injured and Kari is worried, and I still ship it really hard. Kari asks how Poe um, will get them out of this, and he says he won't, but our secret weapon will. And then we immediately cut to BB-8, who I am okay with always calling a secret weapon from now on. 
I love it. Um, and then BB-8 just straight up electrocutes the giant murder bot, which means <laughs> BB-8 is now a murder bot. It's like Highlander. You inherit the title. Right? Yeah. See, also, like BB-8 is totally the M tray of this comic. Yeah, I guess he is basically. Because of that BB-8, they about. all would have been screwed, and also he's kind of creepy. A little bit. In a cute way. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, that's a thing. Being creepy in a cute way. Yeah, sure. I mean, it kind of is. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I see. I see you not believing me. <laughs> I mean, I hear you not believing me. <laughs> I'm right behind you. Wow, that's so great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Just for the record, that was Heath. <laughs> what? No, it wasn't. Who was it? Just kidding. It was Probably Andre. Um, back down at the prison, Poe has the squad all put on gravity belts, and this is where I was like, oh, I see what's happening. Um, and it happens just in time, because BB-8 and the droids disrupt the gravity on the planet, which crushes all of the other prisoners, like we'd learned at the beginning it would. But to my surprise, they're not dead. I thought, like, when this happened, everyone would just die. But then I realized, like, Poe's too good of a person to just kill everybody, so... It makes sense. Um, strong enough to crush them, but not kill them straight away. Right. They're just, like, stuck on the ground, unable to move. And, like, a couple pages later, someone says a line, like, oh, we'll be dead if we if this goes on too much longer. So I think it's just, like, a continuing force that if it continued, they would die. Also, how scary would that be? Right. Like, you're, you're literally like, just being scared. held in place, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, there's not anything, like, you can touch actually holding you. You're just stuck. I don't like uh, it. And we see that even Gracchus is down for the count. Um, spider legs are sprawling. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> the officers up on the ship circling the planet are wondering how it happened, but they got locked out of every system and can't fix anything because the murder bots are very smart and know what they're doing. So Poe communicates with them and says he knows that Tarek's paid them off to, like, abandon them, but if they let him leave with his squad in the hut, no hard feelings, all will be forgotten. Turns out Poe's a pretty good negotiator. Also, it's important to note that in this part, Luto calls her um, attendant a stupid flit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that all? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought the term stupid flit was, was worth noting. It's pretty good. Apparently pretty I'm alone good. in that. <laughs> it's pretty good. I dig it. I like learning new insults in the Star Wars universe. Um, where were we? So back on the surface, Terex then presses a button of some kind on his uniform, and ta-da, his ship the Carrion Spike appears. And some droid that looks just like Wally comes out and scoops him up. <laughs> Copyright infringement. <laughs> right? Eh, they're all owned by Disney. Sorry, Elliot is like squeaking a toy. I'm sure everyone can hear it. Yeah, I can't. It's adorable. <laughs> um, so the droid just, just scoops him up, takes him onto the ship, which apparently has its own gravity shield, so now he can move again. Um, and he leaves his little goons behind since he wasn't able to get what he wanted from them. So Terex is just... A not nice person at all. Basically the opposite of Poe. 
I would just like to point out that gravity doesn't make any sense in this galaxy. <laughs> no, you can just like turn it <laughs> off and on. <laughs> it's weird. It's so weird. So then Poe is going to put the hut onto a shuttle because Gracchus obviously won't fit onto an X-Wing. Um, and the officers <laughs> agree to that because they really don't have a choice at this point. So Poe and his squad are going to escort the shuttle with their X-Wings and then receive the information about Lorsanteca that they've done all of this crazy crap for. It turns out it was Jess's astromech that was destroyed by the giant murder bot, and BB lets out a really sad sound that I wish we could have actually heard because I'm sure it was adorable and really heartbreaking. And just as it looks like things are, like, wrapping up a bit, like, at this point I was like, okay, this issue is going to, like... They're going to like get to where they need to go, blah, 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 everything's fine. Terex just goes nuts and runs the carrier and spike through the orbiting ship, which basically disrupt, disrupts the entire prison system. Nice work, dude. He's such a sore loser. Right. It was just like... <laughs> he is an actual baby. <laughs> a crazy way to react to this situation. Yeah, um, it's like, you lost, man, just chill. Just like, fly away and regroup and you'll figure something out. <laughs> No, I'm throwing a tantrum. Maybe that's just a characteristic. Of, you know. Although it ended up making, order. I guess, some sense. Because he and his crew are firing at the escape pods. And he knows that Poe can't resist the chance to play hero. Which is what he that's says. Oh, yeah. Um, and Poe does have the hashtag squad turn back around and engage. And remember... They're still not supposed to be engaging with First Order ships, and we just, at the beginning of this arc, had Poe talk to Lulo about how like they can't be doing that, and now Poe is kind of leading the charge in doing exactly what he said they can't do. So it's, it seems like Poe has just like had enough of Terex's crap. And he and the squad do enough damage to the spike that Terex is forced to just flee at light speed. And then we flash to Dakar, where Poe hands the info they received over to Leia, who says she has a more important mission for Poe before following up on it. She wants to know, how did Terex know to go to the prison? Which is an excellent question. And then we cut to Terex receiving a transmission from none other than Captain Phasma, who orders him to come back to the First Order at once, since he didn't get the information they sent him to retrieve. And he cuts off the transmission and says, maybe later. And that's how we end. Bum, bum, bum. That was a pretty ballsy thing of Terex to do, if I do say so myself. Yeah, like, yeah, I would not want to cross Phasma. No, no, you do not mess with Phasma. No. So that was that arc. It was a good arc. Yeah, it had it a was... better um, resolution. Than yes, I was going to say, it was far more satisfying than the end of the egg arc. A lot less weird. Yeah. yeah. Right, If it felt a lot more... Like Star Wars, I think I've said this um, when we talked about that last egg comic. How like giant beasts like that often don't feel very Star Warsy to me. Mm -hmm. Just like it was a little too out there, I guess. And this felt more so. And like obviously, crazy stuff is still happening, like the gravity and everything. But it it felt more like Star Wars to me. So we are asking you this week, who do you think the spy is? Clearly someone tracked Poe's ship. Clearly someone told Terex where to go. So who do you think the spy is? And guess, why? Should we all answer? 
I think it's that pilot. Not the pilot. The the non-pilot. I forgot okay. his name already. Adi. 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 That's it. Adi. Yeah, I I don't want to be him, but I do think it's him. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it was Jess, and that oh in the intervening years between her being caught and the Force Awakens, she is redeemed somehow. She like proves to them that she can still be trusted, even though she had a lapse in judgment. Dang, that would be interesting. I'm going to maintain my. It was just some super random person in the background. And they don't really matter. And then we'll find out, but then they'll just get killed and doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't affect anything. <laughs> so hopeful. So hopeful. Good. I've had enough betrayal. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Adi as well. Wow. I think there's a reason that he's not around in The Force Awakens. And I think this might be it. Yeah. No one's going for Lulo. No, Lulo. Yeah, he's been a family friend for so long, and also he like just can't control his like firing on the first order. Which I feel like if Poe was telling him you're not allowed to fire on the first order, and he's like, "Well, I'm a spy for the first order, so that (laughs) is good. (laughs) So I don't have to fire (laughs) on my own people." Yeah, it's okay. It's allowed. That's true. I mean, it could it could be. Like, there is a very vague chance it could be him, but I think it's quite unlikely. Well, we all know it was really Leia, so... Sure. (laughs) Leia would never do that. So yeah, that's our question for you this week. Who's the spy? How can they tell us their answer to that question? Oh yeah, that's my job. So you can... It's been a while. I'm rusty. You can answer this question at our Twitter, at RoguePodron. You can also hit us up at roguepodron.tumblr.com, our website. You can email us at roguepod at farfarawayradio.com and you can subscribe to us for our next episode and more on the Far Far Away Radio feed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeedBurner, or Google Play. And I swear, it just keeps getting more every time. Like, <laughs> every week we add a more new. Things. <laughs> yes. I'm just going to start adding fake things in there and see if you read them out yeah, loud. You can subscribe to us on Pinterest and Tumblr. <laughs> and LinkedIn, apparently. Don't do that. Do not. Do not. You can endorse us on LinkedIn. <laughs> Add us to your professional network. I would love to see the endorsements that we would get on LinkedIn. <laughs> Very inappropriate. Super inappropriate. Best use of eggplant emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Trashiest romance. Yep. Well, Meg, what are we talking about next week? So next time for our show, make sure you read X-Wing, The Back to War, chapters one through six. It's about 30 pages, not too long. And make sure you keep an eye out on our Twitter for the chapter breakdown that will be out to you this week. And with that, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Poe out. Pew, 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 pew. So many bolts. So many bolts. <laughs> I got it. I got it in there. <laughs> Had to get it in. <laughs> That's what she did. <laughs> Rogue Leader signing off. Rogue Six, signing off. Rogue Seven, signing off. Rogue Three, signing off. Yeah, so next time, we're going to start X-Wing, the Krychos Trap, and that's going to cover chapters one through six, which is about 50 pages. It seems like a lot of chapters, but it's actually not that much. Great. So with that, this is Rogue Padron, signing off. Pash out. (laughs) 
pew 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 po out well time to go read the kratos trap oh yeah wait no we I'm already excited. read the kratos trap <laughs> what is this oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> uh... <laughs> that's not correct <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> oh, no. Dana, you're still recording. Can I record that again? Yep, still recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Please put in the blooper of us realizing that we said the wrong book. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Oh my gosh! Okay, I would have just picked up the Kratos trap instead of reading it again and been like, like "Wait, why is Tycho on trial again?" <laughs> Why is Corin dead again? <laughs> this feels very familiar. Why is Wedge bad with women again? That, I feel that's like that's going to be a constant. Just <laughs> okay.